like if they're caught in that diet cycle, they they have lived the other side of that, where it's like you followed the plan, and then the plan was over, and then it all came back, and we're going back to where we started, and maybe it's even worse. So it's like your if your choice is only stay on the plan for life as your one method of controlling your life. I'm I'm here to tell you that's not life, sister. It's not worth it. It's not sustainable. Your body will at some point after a certain amount of restriction uh, fight you to stay alive because when we diet like that and we're restricting following a plan that's really limiting what we're taking in, your body thinks you're in a famine. That is why all of the weight comes back when you stop a plan. Like that is part of the yo-yo cycle that um, most women have experienced. there, I'm Amy Connell. Welcome to Graced Health, the podcast for women who want simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves and enjoy a little chocolate in the process. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach who wants you to know your eating, movement, and body don't have to be perfect. You just need to be able to do what you're called to do. As I shared recently on the Graced Health Podcast Statement of Values episode, I am looking into more ways to offer perspectives on eating and nutrition. I realized that I might be over curating uh, the different episodes and topics. And just because I think something is right for me, doesn't mean it's right for everybody else. So you can expect to have more topics centered around nutrition. However, I feel like today's episode is the perfect place to start this. I'm speaking with Erin Todd of the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast. We dig into what intuitive eating is, the fear surrounding it. Have you ever said, ooh, if I don't follow a plan, then I will fill in the blank. Probably it's gain weight, but it might not be. Um, and she, I have to say, we kind of open up. I have my own little session with her for a second, and she just gently and gracefully guides me through some of my own misconceptions about intuitive eating and my own set point and really gave me a lot of things to think about, to pray about and figure out if I am honoring the um, the mindset and the body and what I am actually capable of doing rather than getting caught into rules and restrictions. And you know that I've been trying to break these rules and restrictions, but I think that we all tend to go back to what we know and what we've been doing forever. So I'm just really, really grateful for this um, this conversation that I had with Erin. Erin is a wife, a dog mom, um, attorney by day and writer by night, living in St. Petersburg, Florida, with her husband and French bulldog. As a redhead who battled insecurity and body image issues for over 30 years, she now claims the concept of being both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. Ugh, amen to that. That's so good. Her blog, Ginger in Progress, was born from a spiritual awakening when, where Jesus set her free from diet prison. She's now on a mission to empower and equip women to follow Jesus, not diets. She's the co-host of the Intuitive Christian 
Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast, which teaches women how the principles of intuitive eating align with scripture so they can improve their relationship with food, their body, and God, and cast out dieting for good. I think you are really going to glean a lot from this and walk away just kind of perhaps thinking about maybe some ways that you might be able to approach your eating mindset a little differently. Now, before we bring on Erin, I do want to remind you of my new book, Your Worthy Body, Find Freedom and Health by Breaking All the Rules. This woman or this book is for women who would like a different perspective on their body, movement and eating. And yes, I actually do mention intuitive eating within the book. Uh, And then it uses exercise science and nutrition science through a lens of faith. We bring in scripture uh, to break some of those rules and the messaging that we've heard because God has so much more for us than being so concerned about all things body and food and movement. So make sure you head over to Amazon if you have not gotten that. Okay, let's bring on Erin. Erin, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Hey, Amy, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here with you. I love having conversations about all kinds of different ways of eating. And I have to say more than anything, I am really drawn to the intuitive eating method, which I didn't even know like was a real thing (laughs) until several years ago. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's that seems that seems like what I tend to do. So before we get going, tell everybody what intuitive eating is. So in a nutshell, it is a framework of 10 principles that were developed by two uh, dietitians in the 90s that teach us a way to eat uh, intuitively, or as they put it, like as as we were, uh, we were all born intuitive eaters, they say. So it's 10 principles that kind of guide us through a um, whole health approach. It's not just food. There's some stuff for mental and emotional and physical in there in terms of moving your body. So it's really a framework for uh, how to approach food that is not a diet and that is not all about weight loss. So countercultural in that regard. (laughs) Yeah, so true. So true. And, you know, it's funny. I've been my own path and my own journey, I've gotten to the point that I almost don't even like to use the word diet in terms as it just even relates to like, well, what do you, you know, what kind of fruits and vegetables are you having in your diet? Like just as a very innocuous word, because there's so much baggage that comes along with the word diet for so many people. And I, and I get that. I get that. I'm curious. Um, can you share your story of how you, um, adopted intuitive eating, moved into that? I mean, is it something you've always done or or tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So this is a fun God story actually, because um, I was sort of, I sort of stumbled my way into it in the midst of a very dark season of uh, what I can only call as idolatry. I was diet mm-hmm. and body obsessed. And um I discovered intuitive eating, started learning about it without really understanding why I was learning about it. And I was going through a health crisis of my own at the time and really struggling um, with some very disordered eating behaviors and mindsets. 
and I was going through a very, very big, intense doctor supervised diet at the time uh, to try and heal like a gut issue that I was having at the moment. And I just kind of felt the Lord press in on me and say, this is the last diet you're ever going to do. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> wonder what that means. <laughs> yeah. And what do you mean, God? Plugged along, finished that. That was in the summer of 2017. So right when I was done with my cleanse, I literally had an aha moment, a come to Jesus moment. The veil came off my eyes and um, I really could see that my dieting uh, and exercise habits were idols. And yeah. uh, the Lord called me out in the most loving and challenging way to lay that down. And I went, oh, that's why you've been showing me all this intuitive eating stuff. And so I said, yes, Lord. Like, yes, I will lay down the diets. I think I know what to do. Like, let's, let's jump off this cliff. <laughs> and so um, that was, that was a, obviously a huge turning point in my life and my health and my faith and everything. And I have just been on this journey trying to figure out intuitive eating since then and really walking closely with the Lord in that. And um, he was gracious enough to sh really show me how it lines up with scripture so beautifully. And yeah. it was just a, a season of really deep healing in mind, body, and soul. Was that scary? Oh, yes. Going from <laughs> going, because I totally, I know what you're, I mean, I know what you're talking about, just the, like, I have to do this and watching this and tracking this. And I want to get into that in a minute, but yeah. I, I, I have to imagine, I mean, th there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear that goes along with that. Like, well, well what's this going to do? How's this going to manifest? That, that's the hardest part is mentally overcoming that fear um, and surrendering whatever those fears are. Yeah. And just, I, I should be clear here. This, I'm not some like really brave person at all. <laughs> Basically all of my decisions, food and body related leading up to that point had been fear-based. So I was very much afraid. I was very much afraid of gaining weight. I was afraid of what it would do to my life. Uh, I just had all kinds of fears around that. Everything you can, is, you could imagine basically whatever you're thinking about right now, I was thinking of that at the time, but a new fear moved in and I had never experienced it before. And it was the fear of the Lord in the mm -hmm. best possible way. I just wanted to be obedient more than I wanted to be certain of the outcome because we're never certain of the outcome uh, anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I to totally know what you mean with that. And, and not necessarily from the food, but like I've had my, my own little path and journeys, but yeah, just being obedient. But, oh, okay. What you have to say that again, because you were, you were say it again, M more fear about the, um, or more concerned about being obedient than fear of the outcome. Yeah. I, I needed, I needed to be obedient. I was willing and wanted obedience more than I wanted to know how it was going to work out more than I wanted to know the, and be attached and in control of the outcome. So that another way of, of saying that is surrender. Yeah, that's really hard to do, especially when you've all you've heard. I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like probably from the time I was in middle school and snack wheels were really big and, you know, no I fat, low fat and all of oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. 
you know, when all you've heard is bad food and good food and, and this is what you have to do there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear that goes along with that and trusting in that, in that step of like, okay, I'm not going to worry about this. Absolutely. Okay. So you talk about how the principles of intuitive eating align with scripture. Um, Dig into that a little bit more, if you will. Sure. So the very first principle um, really is powerful for this. And it's such a contrast. And I've already mentioned the term countercultural. So I think that's just a good place to come in. Um, Principle number one is reject the diet mentality. And so the diet mentality is basically what we're like, what you're saying, what we're taught through commercials, through snack wells, through every interaction we've ever had around culture, food, our bodies, what women are supposed to look like, um, what weight means, all of that comes together in like this collective understanding that we is being forced on us that diet culture is basically the wisdom of the world, the world's way of doing things, the world's values, which are thin and young and able-bodied and rich and all the other things that culture values. Like, all of that stuff. And in our relationship with food, that diet mentality or the world's way of doing things really drives our decisions. And we're eating things based on what we think it's going to do to our body and whether it's quote good or quote bad and all of that. And rejecting the diet mentality really challenges us to say, no, I'm not going to let the world tell me how to live. I am not going to be conformed to this world. I am not going to follow the patterns of the world. I'm going to live the way God calls me to live. And for that to happen, I'm going to need to have my mind renewed. (laughs) So my verse for that is uh, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we have to invite this mind renewal and kind of ask the Lord to speak into our food choices and our mindset around food and body and reject the world's ways, reject the lies of diet culture and uh, relearn everything God's way. So all of the, all of the conditioning I had experienced in my, you know, 30 some odd years up to that point, I have to unlearn all of that (laughs) worldly BS and relearn this new way, which is actually the Lord's way, which is uh, how we were created to eat. You know, how the human being and the, and the human body was designed to interact with food. What would you recommend to someone who is like, huh, okay, this is interesting. I mean, how would you recommend them even start with adopting more of an intuitive eating, particularly from a faith-based perspective? Because that's just a lot to draw. That's a lot to drop all at once. It is. You, you really have to um, kind of come at it in, <laughs> in, in, a, in a way that is not going to allow you to turn it into a diet because that is the biggest problem that I'm seeing happen right now. It's like, oh, you're giving me 10 principles about food and I'll just turn those into rules and then I'll be right back where I started. This is a big (laughs) unlearning and relearning and you're going to need some books. And one of those books is going to be the Bible and you're going to need some women to walk with to do it. And there are actually a lot more resources for 
faith-based intuitive eating than I realized when, when I started this journey. But um, I also uh, really felt led by the Lord to create some of those resources. So I have a blog for that um, and a podcast for that that teaches it specifically from a faith-based approach. Like we're, we're really unpacking the principles and um, really applying the scriptures that are applicable and talking about, well, what does this mean for us? How do we live this out? How do we walk with God and do this? Um, and I think I already mentioned it, but I'm going to say it again. Community <laughs> is really, really yeah. important because um, going right back to the counterculture point, you might be the only person you know doing this because <laughs> everybody else I know is on a diet still. <laughs> uh, much to my chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah communities i mean community is so huge in you know just everything we do i mean honestly everything we do what would um so if someone is like hmm i would really love to not be on a diet but if i i'm afraid that if i do intuitive eating then i'm just going to eat cookies all day or brownies or chocolate or you know whatever whatever it is whatever their thing is yeah what would your what would your uh, guidance or encouragement be about that? Um, number one, I would say everybody thinks that you're totally yeah. in the norm. Like that is probably the most common concern or objection that I get. And I also had I had that concern and objection myself. I had to go. All right, well, let's just see what happens. And you know what happened? Not that I didn't eat cookies all day. Like my, my thing happens to be, um, Publix, which is a local supermarket, like their bakery, white on white cake. That's my thing. And I'm like, I am literally just going to like have one cake a day, like from here until I explode. And that is not what happened because that is kind of a newbie reaction. And it's a phase that you have to go through. It's kind of like, um, I describe it as the pendulum swinging because when you were dieting, you're over here on the restriction end of the spectrum and you're going to swing really hard when you take the reins off and eat cookies because you can, because one of the principles of intuitive eating is you do have unconditional permission to eat. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> you can eat the cookies. <laughs> you're not bad. The cookies are not bad. But the other principles also teach us that we need to be listening to our body and honoring our hunger and fullness cues and eating in a way that we feel well physically. So you might be able to eat the cookies unconditionally for a little while, but eventually your body's going to tell you, Hey, these cookies, like, uh, like I'm just, I'm not feeling really great. I kind of feel like I'd like to eat something else with maybe different nutrients or different texture. And like, if you're actually listening to your body, which is the main, um, the main heart of intuitive eating, listen to your body. If yeah. you are, you won't eat cookies forever. You just won't. You know what that kind of reminds me of is normally like after dinner, we've got everything cleaned up and um, my kids do the dishes and I kind of help and, and my husband and I'll sit down and we'll both like, we just want to pick up our phone and zone out for a minute and, you know, do the scrolling and he gets on Twitter and I get on Instagram and kind of zone and all of that. And that's great. That's good for a minute. Like I kind of need that transition from my day to, okay, we're starting to wind down. Mm -hmm. And then after about 10 minutes, I, I swear this word like unfulfilling, unfulfilling, unfulfilling comes up. And, and then I'm like, why am I even doing this? And so 
I, I kind of feel like that's the, the same thing that what you're talking about with the cookies or whatever it is. Like, absolutely. We can enjoy it. And then if we start to pay attention to how we're responding to that, you know, it, whether it's our, how our body is responding or maybe how our, our spirits responding, then all of a sudden we're like, oh, I'm kind of done with Instagram for tonight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you're actually, you've got a, a mindfulness skill that you're already kind of tuned into. So um, listening to food cues, like you're going to be predisposed to that. That's mindfulness is huge. Like that's huge. <laughs> yes. It's huge. Okay. I have to tell you the story. Like literally this just happened to me. So we're recording this and I was like, I need just a little bit of something to hold me through through the interview until I can get dinner prepped. And I just made these um, like plant-based protein balls that I've got to, I made them off the cuff. And so now I've got to like figure out what I put them in them so I can share with my community because they're really, really good. (laughs) And I was grabbing that. And then this other like breakfast cookie with that's basically like oats and peanut butter and cocoa powder and honey. And (laughs) so I'm kind of scouring through and going, moving kind of quickly. And I take a bite of these little bitty protein balls. They're like, I mean, people can't see me. You can see me, but they're really (laughs) small. They're like less than an inch big. Right. And then I get the, and I get the breakfast cookies and then I'm like, what happened to the, what happened to the protein balls? Like, where did it go? And I thought, I think I just ate through that thing so quickly without (laughs) even realizing that I was eating it and they're gone. And I'm so bummed because I didn't get to enjoy it. (laughs) Which It turns out that actually it was just because it was so small, it was hidden on the counter. And so I did not eat the whole thing, but then I would made sure that I was really mindful of when I did enjoy it because I really wanted to. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Little story of mindfulness there. It doesn't always. So all that to say, I have some mindfulness. I'm not always great about it. <laughs> um, what would your response be to, because I hear this all the time. If I don't follow a diet, track my macros, track my fat, track my calories, uh, watch every single bite, I'll gain weight. What would your response be from a faith-based intuitive eating perspective? Mm, okay. There's a lot there because I would say, A, like, why do you think that? Where did that idea come from? Who told you that? Maybe that's been their experience? Maybe, but probably not. Like, if, if they're worried about losing, like, if they're caught in that diet cycle, they, they have lived the other side of that, where it's like, you followed the plan, and then the plan was over, and then it all came back, and we're going back to where we started, and maybe it's even worse. So it's like... If your choice is only stay on the plan for life as your one method of controlling your life, I'm I'm here to tell you that's not life, sister. It's not worth it. It's not sustainable. Your body will at some point after a certain amount of restriction uh, fight you to stay alive because when we diet like that and we're restricting following a plan that's really limiting what we're taking in, your body thinks you're in a famine. That is why all of the weight comes back when you stop a plan. Like that is part of the yo-yo cycle that um, most women have experienced. It's your body uh, adjusting, trying to store up fat and calories to make it through the next famine because they know it's coming and and it will because you're looking (laughs) for the next diet to go on. It's such a vicious cycle. But I, I, I think the more important part is like where did the idea come from? Because if it's 
lived experience, that's a little bit trickier. But if you're just like going on this, this common knowledge that we all think, because it's what is taught in diet culture, it's what we all grew up with, it's what we've done our whole lives without questioning it. I would say it's time to question that. Because yeah. books like Intuitive Eating, and even even more so Health at Every Size, will show you that that is not evidence-based anymore. Like we have lots and lots and lots, thousands of research studies that prove that that is not going to work. Diets fail. You gain more weight. It doesn't improve your health. It makes it worse. And it keeps you stuck in this cycle. And I mean, from a faith-based approach, I would say like there is no physical outcome here that is worth your relationship with God and your soul. And if you've got a sin issue, if you've got an idol there, you doesn't really matter what it costs you in terms of pounds, you get rid of it. And there's your mic drop. That's so true. That's so true. It's just not worth it. Okay. So on the topic of like pushback from intuitive eating and, Mm -hmm. and full disclosure, like, like I said, this is something that I tend to navigate toward, um, so I'm in full support. Of it. Okay. But I almost, this is just my own personal story. So we're just getting into personal counseling here for a second. Okay. Just. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> and maybe someone else will relate to this, but I almost equate like my intuitive eating with having a checkbook and a balance, um, you know, where it's, you know, I, I kind of have a good idea of what I'm spending and I kind of have a guy, you know, a good idea of what I'm eating and I pretty much eat like when I'm hungry and stop when I'm not like, I just kind of have an idea. And some of that's because I have so many years under me as like, I mean, I have a secret, a a, a secret superpower of being able to tell you how many calories are in anything because I (laughs) I tracked them for so long. So I, you know, I have a pretty good idea, but it used to be every year, about once a year, I would pretty badly draw down my checkbook and it would go negative. And my husband would get the the note and he's like, Amy, (laughs) (laughs) we've overdrawn because I just didn't have, I thought I had a good handle on it and I didn't. And then I went negative. So it's kind of the opposite here. Like I tend to have, feel like I have a good handle on it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, my pants are fitting like I used to, or I'm snoring at night because I've, you know, put on a few extra pounds or, you know, anything like that. So how can I, how can I stop that cycle? Because then the other, then what happens is then I'm like, okay, it's, you know, I kind of need to get back to what my set point is. And I kind of know, like I'm a, about 146 pounds. That's my set point. I'm five, four. Like, this is just how I am. It's just, I'm about basically the same size as when I got married. Like this is what it is. And so I know when I kind of start ooching up that I just have not been mindful. I have not been, you know, truly intuitive. So then I have to get strict. And then it's, and then it's just, it's, and then still some of it's that cycle. So what counselor, Aaron, (laughs) all of that, what would you, what would your guidance be to be like when you're listening to that? I'm sure there's things going through your head. Like what, what would you say to something like that? Yeah. A couple, a couple of things pinged for me on that one. And, um, the first one is you said set point and then gave one number. Your set point's actually a range. It's, it's as much as 20 pounds. But I would say probably, you know, in my experience, it's about 10 to 15. So that's just okay. my lived experience in my body. But 
the um, Health at Every Size book does point to it as being could be up to 20 pounds. So it's not one exact number, one point in time. And it okay. can change with age and seasons. And that's totally normal. And that's still, you could still be in your set point and your set point has just risen for whatever reason. And it's not, you're not doing anything wrong. Your body's just changing and that's okay. Okay. The idea with the set point is you're at your natural rhythm, like your homeostasis, where your body was created to be, where it's not having a fight to keep weight on or get weight off. Like it's just naturally in balance. And um, I will send you a link afterwards. I've got a blog post on set point that goes into some of that a little bit more than we'll be able to do here. But so the, the idea that it's one particular number is too narrow of a definition. And so you're being too strict in, in how you're thinking about that. Also, okay. it struck me that the checkbook idea, while well, I think it's useful for describing the relationship, and I and I totally understood what you were saying with that, it's a little bit cold and transactional. And I can tell already, like, you're just leaving out some of the principle of satisfaction, which is one of the principles of intuitive eating. And you've also got some probably low grade, not even on your front of mind radar of just a little bit of restriction going on. The fact that you're talking about it in terms of a balance, like that is okay. that's mental restriction. Whether or not you're physically restricting food, you're thinking about it in a way that is a restriction. So anytime you're getting off, it's just like your your body does, like it's rebelling against the restriction. That's what happens when we restrict. That's why it's called the binge restrict cycle. Like you do one, the other one's coming. Like <laughs> count on yeah. it. Yeah. So I would say you probably have a little bit of work to do uh, thought work wise around how you're approaching food. And um, as far as the satisfaction goes, like, just saying like, yo, you know what fuels you and you, you probably have a couple of staple repertoire recipes. And I'm just, I'm saying like, maybe you're bored. Maybe you're doing the same stuff again and again, and it's not exciting and you don't feel the freedom, even though, you know, like intellectually, it's like, I know I can have these things, but you're not for whatever reason. So I think leaning into a little bit more of unconditional permission to eat and also just satisfaction of increasing the pleasure of the eating experience is going to be important because you can get away with eating something that maybe you've eaten a million times before. Like for, I'm going to give an example for um, one of our staple recipes in, in my household is a, a cob salad. And it's like, if I haven't had that in a while, a cob salad where it's like we grilled the chicken perfectly and maybe had bacon in the house and put a little bit of sprinkles of bacon on there and avocado and like it's great, really satisfying. But if I have that like every Tuesday night for dinner, because that's like a schedule and I'm trying to I'm trying to keep things simple and like <laughs> like I'm gonna get disconnected from the satisfaction of that really quickly just because I'm getting bored of it because it's monotonous. Also the mindful eating experience increases the satisfaction too. So when you're looking at your food, looking at it, enjoying it, like turning phones and devices off and like being with your meal the way you would at like a restaurant, like can you bring that amount of pleasure and enjoyment to the food? And then you'll feel more satisfaction from whatever it is that you ate. It doesn't matter what you chose to eat. You will be more satisfied in the eating experience. And um, I always... Um, really push into that. That's a great place for a lot of people to start with. You're like looking for a door into intuitive eating, starting with the satisfaction principle is really, um, here I go again, countercultural. <laughs> because like, 
I mean, and like you mentioned with the snack wells, like the languaging around food is that it is a fuel, it is a checkbox, it is not anything important, like do it, get on with your day. It's like you're missing this beautiful gift that God gave us. Like food is a gift. It is meant to be enjoyed. It is okay to enjoy it. Life is so much better when we enjoy it and the experiences that come with it. So yeah. like the, the eating experience with loved ones or going out to dinner with friends. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of like, let's bring pleasure back into it. Pleasure is not sinful. <laughs> Food is a gift. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things on there that I should be able to, um, to, uh, to adjust. And, you know, one of the things I'm hearing you say that I've actually kind of been feeling lately, I'm like, I should, so what I like to, um, sit down with my lunch and I pull up my computer and read, I just, that's when I read the news and I, I just go to the Apple news you know, thing. And I'm wondering if maybe I'm taking a little bit of attention away from the food I'm eating and how it's making me feel and the satisfaction of it. And kind of like those little protein balls that I made that are so kind of like, did I just eat all of that and not even realize <laughs> it? So that's really good. And thank you for speaking that truth to me. Like, of course. That's some good stuff. That's some really good stuff. And some of it's a little hard to hear, but I think you're right. So that's always a great way to grow and to be stretched. So yeah, that, that, thank you very much for that. Um, now you have a co-host to your intuitive eating park uh, podcast, Charlie, and you guys have an online workbook available. Is that is, um, if intuitive eating is something that my community is interested in trying, is that something that would be helpful? And tell me a little bit about what that entails. Yes. Thank you for asking that. I would love for everyone that listens to the podcast to do it with the workbook. That's how we designed it to be done. Um, basically the season one episodes are an online course, but it's podcast. So it's free. So you get this workbook and then you get to treat it like an online course. And, you know, we, we do biweekly episodes. That was a decision Charlie and I made to try and, um, a (laughs) be able to sustain it. And that felt intuitive to us, but also it's like, we are putting some heavy, big learning, unlearning content out there. And like, I want women to sit with that, to have their workbook out, to go get their Bible, to talk with a friend, to spend two weeks with it before trying to implement or move on. Because if you just consume season one of Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast, like any other podcast where you binge listen stuff, honey, you're missing it. (laughs) Don't, please don't do that. (laughs) Please don't. Or if you do go back and do it with the workbook, I think it's really, really beneficial. We've gotten some really amazing feedback that just um, makes my heart explode <laughs> with gratitude. Yeah. It's It's got journal prompts. It's got more questions. It's got like little prayer guides. Like it's just get in there with your hands. Write. You know what else too that we don't do anymore? We don't like sit down with things and write, even if you typed it and you're a computer person or dictated it, like writing something or saying it out loud instead of just thinking it is yeah. like one more way for it to get deeper into you. And this, this, uh, following Jesus, not diets journey is intense and you, you can't just listen. You gotta, you gotta put it, uh, put it in practice And the workbook is a very easy way to do that. So I would love it if your listeners would check that out. It's, yeah. um, 
That's how we wanted. That's how tell, we wanted it to be done. <laughs> tell them where they can go for that before, because we'll we'll I'll give you a, a stand. Uh, a chance at the end to tell people where they connect. But right now, like if they're like, yes, I'm going to go right now and yes. get that. Where can they yes. get it? It's linked off of our website. So intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com. And it's linked okay. off of our Instagram, like in the link and bio section, you can find it in there for workbook. Okay. And the Instagram handle is? Intuitive.eating.podcast. Got it. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. All right. So is there anything else that's burning in your heart? I mean, sometimes I prepare these questions and- <laughs> do that. And, the, you know, and I've been on the other end that I, at the end of it, I wish I could be like, but I wanted you to know this. <laughs> so is there any, <laughs> is this is the time to just pass the mic to you and let you add in anything else that I haven't asked about? Okay. Yes. I think this, um, there is one more thing that I, I probably should have been a little bit more explicit with and, and sharing my story. And that was really just the, the heart issue, the sin issue, the idolatry issue. Like, I just think it needs to be um, emphasized here because there might be, there might be a woman listening that kind of thinks maybe she has an idol going on. Like maybe we've gone a little bit past caring about something to it starting to take over and taking the place of the Lord in our lives. And, and I want to speak to her right now. And let her know that, like, this is really common. Like, you're not the only person with this struggle. And the solution is so powerful in your faith. And it's repentance. And that is a word that I think people don't like or they don't fully understand. And the Lord brought me to all of this at a time when I was a little baby Catholic just going through the RCIA program. I was a Christian before, but my husband's Catholic, so I was coming into the Catholic Church. And I got the powerful, life-changing experience of giving my first ever confession, which they now call the Sacrament of Reconciliation, which is just such a more beautiful term, um, confessing the diet issue. And let me tell you, it was a marked moment and the healing that you get and the unity that you feel with the Lord and the forgiveness that you feel from him when you come and say, I got it wrong. I'm so sorry. I, I lay this down. It's so powerful and it will fuel the very next steps that are difficult in your journey. And like you need that at the beginning. You need it every day. And so it has become a like daily surrender daily dying to self process that has, um, I just can't like, <laughs> sounds weird to like encourage people to be repentant, but like it really is so powerful and beautiful. And I just, I never felt as loved by God as I did after that experience. And I just want women to feel that it's, um, it's more than you could ever expect it to be. And so even if you're not a Catholic, um, doesn't matter. You don't have to go to a confession. You can write out a prayer to the Lord. You can pray it yourself in private. You can put it in your journal. You can pray it out loud. You could tell a friend and be accountable to it and have them pray with you. Um, Just make sure in your heart uh, that you turn back to him and invite him into the struggle and let him lead. Yeah. Yeah, that is really powerful. And I love all of those different um, ways. I know I do have a lot of um, 
I have a lot of Catholic women in my community and, you know, but there's also a broad range of, um, you know, varying, uh, practices of Christianity. So I, I love that you've given us a lot of different ways of doing that. And, you know, I think too, my guess is there's probably a big hurdle for a lot of people because it's like, you know, this is just my food or it's just my body and God's got bigger things to worry about. And, you know, I'm, you know, but I also did this, you know, or this is, this is a bigger concern of mine, but the reality is God wants our whole heart and he wants full obedience and everything. And it doesn't matter what is keeping us away from him, whatever it is, even if it's, you know, even if it is, you know, getting too caught up in, the restriction or the the diet culture or, you know, whatever, um, then that's keeping us from being as close to him as possible. So that's super, super powerful. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Um, okay. So I have some questions that I ask um, all my guests and one of them is uh, a little bit lighter and one of them's a little bit heavier. So the first one is I am fascinated by tattoos. I do not have any. Um, but I have found that when people choose to get body art on their bodies for the rest of their lives, they typically have a good like story or meaning behind it. So I was wondering if you had any, if you would mind sharing, uh, what it is, if you just want to pick one or whatever, um, and the meaning behind it, or if you had to get one, what would it be and where would it go? I love this question. And I think this is just I, I didn't know other people were curious about about tattoos too. I totally am as well, and I don't have any either. I'm just like, how could you ever pick something? Like, I guess I'm just too indecisive. So, no, I don't have any. And even if I really wanted one, I think I would probably forego getting it just because I would be worried about regretting it later. Oh my goodness! But maybe like maybe a little cross somewhere would be kind of timeless. Um, yeah. I'm also a little bit afraid of needles. So even if I really wanted to, I probably wouldn't be able to sit through the experience. So props to people that want to uh, go through that. There's some intense ones. There, yeah. There are. Yeah, for sure. It can be so beautiful too. Um, but no, I don't have any. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. My, um, I've gotten to the point now that if I'm asking, if it's like an appropriate environment, I'll just ask someone about it. And I've just heard the coolest stories and you make some cool connections and, and uh, yeah, it's just been, it's, it's been a fun way to be able to, you know, just get to know someone, even yeah. just the checkout person at the grocery store, <laughs> just totally. a little bit better. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a random question, but it's fun to hear the stories. <laughs> um, okay. And then do you have a meaningful Bible verse that you'd like to share? I do. I do. And this is a verse that I use to kind of um, organize my blog. So it it is a like blog life verse. (laughs) I have a different life life verse. But um, that's fair. This is from Luke 10, 27. And this is love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And so that's why I made my categories heart mind, soul, and strength. Even though that doesn't track the organization of it in the verses, um, I just think of that as like a challenge. And it was so apparent to me, you know, coming off of 
my season of disordered eating and dieting idolatry, like I'm like, I was not even anywhere close to loving God with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I don't know if I did any of that. And so it's just been this challenge. It's like, okay, like here's an area, here's a way I can do it more. Here's another facet of this relationship that I can um, cultivate. So it's been um, very meaningful to me in that daily, (laughs) daily growth challenge. That's great. I I do love that perspective of it too, of a challenge of how, what's keeping me from loving him with, you know, with all of those aspects and how can I lean into that a little bit more? So I love that. I heard a really interesting um, translation for the strength word, because of course I'm thinking strength or physical bodies. It's like, oh, maybe this is like a mind, body, soul kind of equivalent. And I want to say, I might get this wrong, but I want to say it's from the Bible Project guys, who I love. They translated the word for strength as muchness, which Hmm. is not the same thing as like your physical body. It's like you're, you're, you're all of you. You're with all, (laughs) like muchness. I'm like, we don't really have a word for muchness. We don't. So I've been pondering that one. In a lot of different translations. Like there's not a word for it. And so they're trying to figure out the best, the best next thing or yeah. the next best thing. Yeah. That is, um, huh. yeah, that's, so that I'm, I'm, <laughs> that was a new piece of information in the last couple of weeks. So I'm still trying to get that sorted in my head, but, um, I, it's still muchness or strength or whatever. <laughs> so just one more way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to meditate on that as well. That's, um, yeah, me too. That's Let a, me know what you come up that's with, an please. Interesting word. Yeah, I will. I know. I'm. I'm kind of like. I'm at a loss for words here, but I think that that's what you're saying. So it's okay that we're. Oh yeah, I am too. Words for muchness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Erin, you have given some really great information. Um, I'm going to leave here and really, um, you know, honestly, I need to probably spend some, a little bit time in prayer and see what God's trying to teach me through this conversation um, as well. And, and where maybe I do need to lean in a little bit more with regard to my eating and, and um, trusting him with that mm-hmm. um, and trusting the body that he's given me to give the feedback. So th- thank you for that. Um, how can people connect with you? So I would love for women to um, come connect with the podcast, Intuitive Eating for Christian Women. Uh, the website is intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com and you can get it anywhere you get podcasts. And we have a little Facebook group for podcast listeners that is just um, an amazing place for support. So I would recommend everybody do that. I'm in that group every day. And I haven't written a new blog in a really long time. <laughs> My existing blog is erinltodd.com and it's the Ginger in Progress blog. So I think it even has gingerinprogress.com, but don't quote me Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you have beautiful red hair. I mean, that's oh, just thank you. gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Thank awesome. You. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on today. Thanks, Amy. This was great. Boy, that's a whole different way of thinking about our eating, isn't it? It's a, I've got a lot to die. No pun intended. I've got a lot to digest with that. And remember, if you are interested in this, go over to Aaron's site. I've got the link in the show notes and grab that intuitive eating for Christian women podcast workbook where you can actually work through, take the time, 
now the word savor is coming to mind. I guess maybe I'm hungry. I don't know. But that way you can take the time and go through that with intentionality, with prayer, uh, meditating on things that you may have learned that maybe uh, need to be addressed. And I would love for you to experience that freedom for sure. And speaking of freedom, if you are wanting freedom in all things health, I would love for you to grab your copy of Your Worthy Body. The link is in the show notes. You can get that on Amazon. And if you have been listening for a while, would you do me an enormous favor and write a review for this podcast. P.S. Writing a review on Amazon is crazy, super helpful as well. So if you could do that too, but I have a link in the show notes. I know it can get kind of complicated and confusing. So I've tried to make it as simple as possible. You know, I'm all things simple. So you can just click on the show notes, go say, give an honest review, but of course a nice one is preferred, but (laughs) just make it honest because that is what is important. Each episode, I try to give you one simple thing to remember amidst the entire conversation. And today's is God gave our bodies the feedback to connect with our minds to figure out what is best for us. And what is best for us may be different than what's best for someone else. Lean into his word, his guidance, to fill your body, mind and soul, and you will receive so much freedom in return. Okay, that is all for today. Go out there and have a great day.